look like? Would it just be like, a, where would the moose be on the country of Finland? <laughs> where would it, like, what's the point? Uh, literally, what's the point of entry here? Uh, I would love to see your search well, history. I don't know what that bay is called. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'd love to see your search history, Rudo. I was pull not. it up. Let's pull it up right now. No. Welcome in. If you were if you were a moose to going DNVR to penetrate Finland, where Avalanche would you be? Podcast <laughs> presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My my search history is pretty normal. Avalanche schedule, NHL, ten minute mail, and then it's anime, Kako no Inazuke. Okay. P.S. And, Weird and what's this bump? <laughs> <laughs> Avs win five to one over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yahir's like rocking out over there. I don't even. Oh, the, is the music jamming? Are Yahir's just jamming music to our insane conversation? Uh, look, it's 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 party time for real. That was a fantastic game, top to bottom, from yes. Colorado. They dominated. They get to six four and one. You feel like they're finally rolling into the season uh, as they get four days off, but it felt good. It felt like the real abs showed up for this one. Um, I, I, I told Megan she has to do the 60-second rundown, so. I don't know if it'll be 60 seconds. I think it will be. Good luck. Okay. All right. No pressure. I did take notes. Less than a minute in and up the board play, like AJ talked about yesterday. Granted, Colorado, a two on run rush. McKinnon patiently waited, passed Lekinnon. Lekinnon gets him on the board first. Sam Gerard holding call leads to a power play goal against. But Avs are outshot in that period, but create more high danger chances and overall have a solid, pretty dominant period. Uh, I thought he had some great shifts in the first, but a great puck movement from Mack and McCarr, and McCarr rips the puck to the boards from behind the net, and Kaut collected it and angled it in early in the second to give them the what would be the game-winning goal. Uh, a couple minutes later, McCarr sent a wrist shot at the top of the left circle through traffic, and I think OC got the last uh, tip in on that one. And not to be outdone, 38 seconds later, Teves, another similar up-the-board play, created this chance uh, through the neutral zone. McKinnon with speed, patiently waited, two Columbus defenders, Taves hammered that pass in. It was an excellent uh, second period overall, except for McDermott in the fight. That was just a little bit weird for me. Uh, <laughs> then in uh, minute 36, oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't even get to the third Keep period. Keep going. You finish. Right, Keep going. Finish. Minute 36 into the third, good puck movement again, starting with Kaut. Shot, that rebound goes to a Columbus skater, but he sticks, checks in uh, to take it away. Rodriguez, new hook, Great pass from Rodriguez. Fired it in from the left circle. 5-1. Avs win. Sweep Columbus in the Global Series. Bam. Let's go. You get a 20 extra seconds because Finland or something. I don't know. The time difference. I'm just excited. Like, I want to talk about... Actually, there's a whole segment in this podcast for what I want to talk about. (laughs) Is that segment right now? No, it's the king of the game. Okay, yeah. What this game means to Martin Cow. Uh... Before we get to the king of game, let's start with uh, the topical. The Avs started off with the Finn, Lekkonen getting his on the board. And a topic that's going to come up a lot. It's already came up. We talk about it in the pregame. Almost every dude who you felt like you'd like to see them get going has gotten going in Finland. Uh, Lekkonen being one of those guys. Avs uh, had a lot of odd man rushes tonight. I'm curious where you guys give the credit there. Is it just abs are good hockey, Columbus bad? Were Columbus's legs tired? What did you see causing those odd man rushes? 
I think it touched on what AJ talked about in the pod yesterday about how the Avs are able to create action on the rush from within their own zone by playing the puck on the half wall up the boards. And they just utilize the advantage that they have with their speed. Um, and, and this is where I began to see these systems that have worked for them throughout last season really work for them in tonight's game. Um, you know, that's something that I, I just thought they did well tonight. No doubt. Uh, so. <laughs> there is not a lot of bad to talk about in this hockey game. Is there any bad? Other than maybe Cogliano's injury, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they gave up a goal. It's not that bad, but it's not a good thing that they got scored on. I mean, they it's a phantom penalty. Not and a, they they get scored on a tip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I don't have a huge problem with the goal that they gave up. I I get the phantom penalty thing. I also get that Josh Manson elbowed Sean Corrali in the face and it well, went uncalled. So whatever. But were there any penalties the rest of the game? Not re- I, I don't think there were any actually. Now that you say that, just, yeah, just the matching fighting. Yeah, yeah. So they made up a call. <laughs> and that was it. Well, it looked like Columbus might get run again. And Gary Bettman got on the phone and was like, stop. <laughs> it's hammer time. Put those whistles away. <laughs> they had mimosas and something happened to them. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'm not on edibles. It was mimosa day at the bar. Yeah. Mimosa and day. You look at this game and the first period was probably the Avs' worst period of the game. But that's not to say yeah. that it was a bad period. Yeah, as Megan I mean, said, you're tied in shots and you're outchanced them pretty easily. Yeah. I think they were like down one shot. Quality of chances is certainly superior. So yep. yeah. that's your worst and period. Yeah. You probably had a pretty good game. It's exactly. so good. <laughs> Not too bad. I do want to give credence to on the whole of this game, Avs depth scoring from everywhere. Lekkinen's not really depth, but after that, you have Count, you have Logan O'Connor, uh, you end up with Newhook, and then uh, the fifth one defense was a defenseman goal. Yeah, Devon Taves got Taves. his first of yep. the season. Yep. So. Great goal. Yep. I, I don't know. For all of the issues the Avs have had with their holes in their lineup or whatever so far this season, there were none of them. Beyond that, you were something like halfway through the third period and they'd given up less than 20 shots on goal to yeah. Columbus. Now that number ballooned with score effects a little bit at the end of the game, but this felt a lot more like the Colorado Avalanche who just go out and dominate the puck. So I, it's really hard for me not to feel very good and think that you're going to start seeing more of this as the season continues. Well, when you really go back over the course of the last three games, okay, they have the ugly game in Jersey where both teams sort of sleepwalk to a one nothing, like, well, we both participated kind of game. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the 3 nothing lead against the Isles that you blow. Um, and, like, that's, that was our takeaway. But there were times in that Islanders game where you're like, wow, these look like the abs. Yep. And they they blow that lead and it unsteady becomes what it for does. sure. It, yeah. it becomes what it what it did, and then you get the first game yesterday where it's again three nothing lead, and you're like, these are the apps. Look at them go. They blow that lead, and then but then, show back yeah, up. They turn it back on. Oh, yeah. these are the abs. And then today, 
you from can see it more building. start to finish. Yeah. You can see it building where the first period you're like, oh, these are the apps. And they give up the one PK goal. Yep. And at even strength are easily the better team. Yep. And then for the next two periods, just proceed to dominate that game. Yep. Like, I read a bunch of numbers to you guys. I wish we had timestamped it because Columbus. I, I don't know that they could even hear you, but. Well, Columbus, like, score affected. A lot of those uh, yeah. at the end, and like came back and and the volume at a, of at, shots to make at themselves a point feel a little in the bit third better, period. Chances at five on five were like seventeen to three. Yeah, it was completely dominant by the Avs. Where that where there might have been, you know, going in four one, they've blown three goal leads in their last two games. So you're not comfortable. Then they get the fifth goal, and then they give up nothing meaningful for the rest of the game. Yep. Where you were just like, this is the Avs team that we saw last year. Yep. They got scoring all throughout their lineup. The top line imposed its will. They got good goaltending. And then their defense just settled in and and just took over. A defense without Bo Byram. I think the depth scoring really solved a lot of the problems we had some concern with applying pressure because you look at the shot distribution and even just the distribution in time on ice and it was so much better distributed throughout every player in the lineup to include the guy like everybody hit double digits tonight in time on ice and I think this alleviated a lot of the pressure off of a 23 minute Evan Rodriguez who played something closer to 15 tonight and I think that's the way that it should be especially throughout what is going to be a long season. Yeah, and it's easier to distribute minutes when you have a 4-1 lead Elite. for the majority what, what of the ended game. Up yeah. being the majority of the game. You <laughs> you get into the third period and you're just like just roll them. Like 100%. 1 2 3 4, you know. Just flowing over the boards and nothing changes. So that's I, I do think that that's one um it, that helped, but they did. Like I mean they they put themselves in a position where Bednar was comfortable doing that, and that's great for all those guys. They, it's great for the lower lineup guys who got a little bit more burning. You know, you, four minutes left in the game, you see Mikhail Maltsev hustling down the ice and out and working hard and takes a big hit for his troubles, but, you know, puts himself into that position. He's working hard, and you get to see a little bit more out of those guys that we were saying, hey, give some of these guys a look. Like, come on. Stop playing Evan Rodriguez 23 minutes. Like, knock it off. And a couple specifics on the time on ice for players. Not a single forward hit the 20-minute mark. Uh, Alex Newhook played 16:30, actually pushing up towards more of a second-line center level of minutes. Uh, Martin Kaut played 14:11. We'll talk about him more later. Uh, all over the lineup. JT Comfer 16:46. Logan O'Connor 15 minutes. Yes. Coming into this weekend, if you, if I would have said, is there a better chance that Martin Cowd hits 20 minutes across two games or 10? 10. Oh, yeah. You ten. said 10. Which yeah. one's likelier? He doesn't even get to 10 or he gets to 20? We would have gone with that first option. Yeah. Yep. The fact that it ended up the second option is only good news for Martin Cowd. And yeah. the ants, honestly. For sure. And it's, it's incredible how much any sport and but especially professional sports is just affected by confidence you take someone like alex newhook he gets one goal against the islanders that means nothing but all of a sudden he's like oh right i can do this and we said 
this should be good. Yep. We'll see how he responds. And now three points, three yeah. points in three games. Right. The confidence and, is starting to build for him. Yeah. Right. And it's like he just can't be streaky now because that's the thing that's kind of keeping him from being that true second line player is for sure. You you can't be streaky and obviously still young, still figuring it out. But he's got to be a point per game or close to it if he can be for the abs. Yeah, I mean, I would take, I'd probably even take a point five points per game. Yeah. I think you know, every other game, if he gives probably, you a point, yeah, you'd yeah. probably yeah. like it to be that. a little higher than that, but you would live with it. Yeah. After nothing, yeah. <laughs> through eight games, you're like, okay, and I can, I can already hear the, the critical side of that is, the goal again in the Islanders game made it 5-4 and with 30 seconds to play. It didn't matter. Sure. The assist he had is a nice assist. It's the first goal of the game. It matters. Yep. yep. And then he scores the fifth goal on a 5-1 win. So you're talking about two goals, low leverage, low pressure, don't really matter, but get out of here with that. I, they just they blew matter. two three-goal leads. Like you, like, can't, <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't. I would just, getting ahead of this, you can't whine about a guy not producing and then whine about when he produces. Yep. <laughs> yep. Agreed on that. Uh, on the whole, really just a fantastic game for Colorado. A- AJ said it. There really aren't very many negatives to take. Can you find one game? other than other like, than they got a goal scored Byram against them? Didn't, Byram didn't play, and Achushkin didn't play. That's like, not even part of the game, <laughs> like, though. Really, yeah. yeah. Health <coughs> continues to be an uncertainty. I, there's a very real possibility they just go from Cogliano to Darren Helm on that <laughs> bottom six, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we'll see. We'll get to those things over the next four or five days as the Avs get back into town. Uh, for this game, in a vacuum, I, I genuinely don't know what to say beyond, yeah, the Avs are just a better hockey team than what we saw out of Columbus. Yeah. Uh, getting into the second period, the Avs really took over this game for the entirety of the second period, but the scoring came in bunches for them, right? It was three goals in like four minutes. Was it four minutes? I was going to say three and a half minutes or something, something like that. Yeah. I know for sure it was four. So, okay. So (laughs) somewhere in there, I'll check. And it, you know, I I don't want to say it was like a weight off their shoulders or anything like that, but for a team that we've seen, Particularly in the second period, kind of lose it at times. Yeah, Basically three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. It was nice to see the scoring come and then the Avs stay up. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between the two second periods of this this weekend, right? Yep. Is like the first game, it was just a parade to the penalty box. Like, yeah, that's it was, true. It was awful to see, and like you're not going to be productive when you're doing that thing and you're getting upset and you're taking penalties and. It just doesn't work out well for you. Yeah. The difference is, is what they did today, which is just dominated the second day. I mean, they, they basically ended the game in the second period today. I think dominates a good word yeah. for it. And, and we'll get to the goals in a second. I just wanted to give some credit to the abs on the defensive side. We've seen a lot of frustration from the fan base of, Hey, the abs are really struggling to get out of their own zone at times this year. Yeah. There was none of that in the second period. No. It was, they get the puck, it's going the other way, Columbus is getting nothing. Yeah. Easy life. Well, Megan, so Megan, Megan to four in shots. Yeah. 
Uh, 29 to 9 in shot attempts. 16 to 3 scoring chances and 7 to 1 high danger chances <laughs> in the second period. Not bad. Goals 3 to 0 for the Ants. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, that's a shit kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single part of that do you feel good about if you're Columbus. Yeah. And Megan, you you touch on it. It's like that transition game was there today. You saw it, it was quicker, it was faster. It wasn't, you know, just move trying to move the puck around to find some guy open they were moving the puck up the ice quickly like the transition game was on point in the second period okay we are brought to you by breckenridge brewery the official beer of gnbr you can get it at your local liquor store use the breck beer locator online to find it near you or come on down to the dnvr bar you can get eight different kinds on a tap here at the bar uh, Nuggets are doing their party bus today. Yeah, their takeover is coming yep. up. Nothing official, but there's an Avs one in the works for December. So uh, we think start preparing. There will be one, if not in December, we'll have one in January. January. So start preparing for that. It's coming it's along. Definitely in the works. Uh, so make sure you're ready to go and, and drink a bunch of Breck brews with us. We're also brought to you by Game Time. If you're not on the party bus and you're looking for tickets to the game, Game Time can get you up to 60% off of the regular prices. Over 15 million people have used it. You can go down into the description of this video and click the link to get Game Time right now. When you do, that helps us out a little bit too, so be sure to use that link uh, to let Game Time know we're sending you over there. Uh, I... I don't know that you could have got a good price on the tickets to the games in Finland. <laughs> that would have been tough. <laughs> but with them coming back to Colorado, you can get some great tickets at Ball Arena. Uh, lower Bowl, really nice for great prices. So be sure to go check it out. Look at that. Yeah, here's going straight into the Colorado Avalanche tickets, showing you how to do it. Uh, oh. They even got the whole bowl section to show for you where you can get your tickets. They show you the shots of what the seats look like. Game time. Go I'm check them that out. It's greatly appreciated. Oh, never for been real. To a venue. For real. Like what am what's what am I what am I looking at here? And getting an idea of it is is that's how you become the guy at Fenway who got the ticket behind the pillar and you're like, <laughs> Oh, great. How obstructed is obstructed. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Second period of this game. Can we, real quick, are we talking about Nicholas Alve Kubel if this game is yesterday? No, no. I don't think at all. And he got picked up today, too. It, yeah, it ended up not mattering, but yeah. I, I think it's an easy no. On, I think it's an easy no anyway, but it was, is anyone even mentioning that they should claim him if this game was yesterday's game? I do wonder how many claims got put in on him. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. Couldn't have been that many because Washington would have to be reasonably down. Yeah, they're the not. List. They're, they're pretty. Something like 20th or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, what ends up being the game winning goal comes from a shift where Martin Kaut out there with McKinnon and the big guns. Is it a pretty goal? I wouldn't go so, though, so far as to say sure, that. Sure, it's a pretty goal. I mean,. For him, the rest of the play is Kale McCarr completely botching a shot. It's a backhand. Recognizes yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. the goalie's backs no, to him. There's no angle, and it's a backhand from, that he just has to throw on net. From Kout, it's great. The rest of the play leading up, kind of a mess. Broken hockey. For sure. But. That's what good teams do, though. I mean, you make. You're not wrong. You, you make hay. <laughs> they all count the same. 
I yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a junker of a goal, like on a career highlight reel. <laughs> Of the, I think, three goals that Kaut has now scored in the NHL. He's a two or three. Yeah, uh, it's not many. I think that's probably the least impressive of them. But so what? Yep. That's the kind of hardworking. He goes to the net. He puts himself in position to be able to make that kind of play. And then he makes it. So, Yahtzee. I liked it. Before the failed Kale McCarr shot, it was a <laughs> Kaut shot on that rebound. Goes yeah. to Columbus Skater. He is hard on the puck. Gets the puck back. I think it's Rodriguez who picks it up to McCarr. McCarr botches it. It's opportunistic. I really liked it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's take that from the couch. <laughs> from the couch. couch. <laughs> Why are you me? I'm fucking agreeing with you. I, so I think... I think Shit, the, man. <laughs> the key part of it for, for Kaut specifically is the execution, though, right? As a person who's trying to earn more ice time on this hockey yeah. team, opportunities like that have to be finished. You don't get that many of those. He gets a break. Yeah. yeah. The break that he got is the break that he didn't get yesterday on the tip. Where it hits the post and out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it hits the post and, and the hits goalie the goalie and, twice yeah. and doesn't go in his way. Yep. And then his he gets the stick in behind and just barely misses it. The thing right. that you'll never know about this goal is, was it intentional or wasn't it? Are you seeing that the goalie is out of position? You're just throwing it, knowing that you're going to hit the back of him, and there's a good chance. No because way. There's, there's a lot of players. He's the type of dude that would tell you. I bet if Jesse wouldn't ask him right now, he would he'd say, be like, I, don't know. I, I just threw lucky. it at the net. Yeah. I got lucky. <laughs> because there's a lot of times where you see the back of the goalie, and you shoot the puck at it because yeah. you know it's going to pop in. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. I would be surprised if that was on purpose. But if it is, hell yeah. yeah. Go get it. Um, it's... And that that's the goal that I think really kind of set the abs off into never looking back on this hockey game. Yeah. Every, Give them that extra layer of like. All of a sudden, it was every single shift from yeah. them of like, okay, we're going to go out and beat these guys. Uh, that comes three minutes later. It's a, it's a nice tip. It is officially going to Logan O'Connor yeah. at this point. Uh, nice to see. And, and McCarr wasn't perfect tonight. There were still some of the, the weirdness with him skating and, and pucks getting away from him at times, but you can tell. Another guy where it's like, okay, he's confident again. Well, the offensive side, you're seeing it, right? Like, I think that yep. side's clicking for sure. It's just a little bit on the, the defensive stuff where you're seeing, like, misreads and kind of just a little bit of panic in his game, which I think is just going to be cleaned up. It's Kale McCarm. There's no concern there, but... There's something about the first 12 games of the season. No concern. I mean, he did oh, have a No, that's what I'm saying. There's no concern. Yeah. But there is issues with the defensive side of the game right now. Yeah. But no concern about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more silly just like, just fix them, dude. <laughs> no concern. <clears throat> You're not worried about it, but yeah. he can play better. Yeah. And, and yeah. we're talking about like, oh, like Kale McCarr, like, hey, he's only been okay or whatever. And <laughs> you're like, well. Another three points. Another yeah, look at the score sheet all of a sudden. Three points. All right. Last two games, I would say, he's been more than okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you look at, you're like, all right, that's a lot more. <laughs> yep. The superhuman shit. Yep, that's what we're used to. Yep. That's the standard that we have for you, Kale. <laughs> and None of this plain Jane, oh, I had an assist in 22 minutes. Ooh, big guy. I want three assists in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Every game. And that's what it. I'm after. Well, and look, the Avs got 
exactly what they wanted out of their top pairing tonight, too, right? A three-point night for McCarr, a two-point night for Devon Taves. You get five points. I'm concerned. Five points out of your defense yet again. <laughs> yep. After coming, that, I think I think they that got is five a dad comment. Right? I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay, Dad. <laughs> so we talked about that second secondary scoring, and we've talked a lot about how Colorado's defense is really their true second line in yep. terms of points. And again, five points from the defense yesterday. Five points from the defense today. Oh look. They win games when that they, happens. They yep. scored 11 yeah. goals in two games. <laughs> Funny how that works. Well. Well, it, again, I don't want to talk us in circles too much. Taves' first goal of the year. Yeah. Another guy who gets to come out of Columbus feeling better than the way they came in. Yeah. So. And everything's coming up avalanche over at the this, moment. Over this two-game, over the Global Series, you get the first. Newell gets his first assist, his second goal. Rodriguez gets like a handful of assists. Yep. Before he had none. Uh, JT Confer gets his first goal. You get another. You get two goals out of Logan O'Connor. You get a goal and an assist out of Martin Cout. Yep. Devon Taves gets his first goal. Like you're you're talking about all of it. This is like this is how the team is supposed to work. Yep. This is what they're supposed to look like when it's operating the way that. Like that, this is the plan here, is that your defense chips in offensively, led by McCarr and, you know, to a lesser extent, Devon Taves. Yep. But then your top line dominates, scores once or twice. In this case, scored and scored and scored. Kept scoring, still scoring. It's, they still might be scoring right now. <laughs> uh, and then, and then your secondary guys do, and it's they're different. Yep. It's not one guy. It's not Nazem Kadri. It's not Andre Burkowski. It's everybody. Yeah. It's all of those guys. They all did it together. They all did it as a group. Uh, and that that's where you're just looking at it, and you're like, that. yeah, that's what your depth scoring is supposed to look. It's not comp yeah. for every game. It's not new look every game. But it's every game, a different guy is doing it. Yep. Different guy is getting there. Different guy is getting those looks. I mean, Jacob McDonald had a partial breakaway. Curtis McDermott had one of the uh, best scoring Yeah, on the, the back game. door. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to score. Worse. <laughs> I thought he was going to score. I didn't. I was not high enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw it was 56, yeah. you were like, oh, is this even going to be on net? Mm-hmm. It just felt like he had a lot of net to shoot at. Yeah, he did. He didn't hit it. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he hit the goal. Yeah, center mass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> Might have been, might have been more wear and tear on that logo than on his actual yeah. ads <laughs> in this game. Uh, uh, and look, great period. The abs popped off. You're super happy with it. You get into the third period, and you see exactly what you want to see: some stability. Yeah. They come out yep. and they continue playing the same yep. way. It's boring. Yep. It's nothing. Oh, they've got the puck again. Oh, they've dumped it in. Oh, they're through the neutral zone again. Oh, Columbus can't do shit. <laughs> it, well, and, I, and that leads us to the fifth goal, which, yes, it makes it 5-1, but I think it also exemplifies everything that worked for the Abs in this game. Depth guys get in, get a decent opportunity, don't score, but create second-chance opportunities by just straight-up outworking Columbus. Obviously, Martin Cout was great. You get the work around him. I saw a chat talking about it. Are we 
ride or die now with this new hook count Erod line? It was their best line of the yeah. game. Two abs finished above 80% Corsi, and two of them came from that line. Pretty good. Yeah. Cout and Rodriguez, your highest Corsi guys on the day. He wow. was good yesterday, too. Cout. Yep. His possession. I mean, how would you break it up when they're producing points? I mean, I'm, we're kind of expecting Nuke to be back for their next game, so. I just don't know if you mess with it, though. Just make it work. Yeah. Stick them together. I'm, I mean, I'm down. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those last couple of minutes really salvaged Columbus. Where they put, in like, terms of saving face 10 here. shots on the, in those yeah, last four minutes. Yeah, they had 20 shots on goal. Yeah. They had 20 shots on goal with about eight minutes to go, and they finished with 32. Yep. Like Just those, helps out the numbers of the goalie. Yeah, well, like those, <laughs> like that little stretch right there. It really kind of, because if you just look at the box score and you say, oh, the Avs gave up another 32. Yeah. They put 45 on this time, but how it went. Right. They also. They absolutely yeah. trashed. They had given up Columbus. 17 through two periods. Yeah. And it was 4-1. Trashed Columbus. And, and the key, one of the key numbers there is, sure, they gave up 32 shots, but the high danger chances, even from last game against Columbus, way down. Yep. They weren't oh. giving up all those great A's right in the middle of the ice. Almost and there were a few. Non-existent, but, yeah. to be honest with you, because uh, this game, had the Abs had a 36-15 to 15 scoring chance advantage. That's pretty good. 18-5 to five in high danger chances. That's really good. Five is a really, really good number defensively. 18 might be the best number that they put up offensively all year. Yeah. Yep. That is an astronomical number. Georgie finishes with a 9.969. Just another day at the office, man. That guy is... I mean, yep. it's just gone up. He's locked in. Yeah. You know you know that there's going to be a blip, and you're hoping that, like, yesterday is what that blip looks like, where he looked like he fought the puck a lot. Yeah. It was just okay. The rebounds up, were springy. Yeah. He gives up one iffy goal and then two goals where you're like, come on, what are you asking of the guy here? It's yeah. such a different style, like, when you watch him play. The, it's the calm hockey back there it's yeah. not a lot of crazy rebounds where you're concerned about what's going on it's it's just it a is. nice relaxed game from your goaltender so fascinating the styles going from grubauer to kemper yeah. yes to georgiev yeah. where they're all distinctly different grubauer yeah. it was he couldn't handle any chaos yep, yep. it had to be where one to one it was like it, yeah. where it was positioning and it was reading the ice those were yep. his best strengths and then kemper Kemper Just scramble master yeah, kind like, of. <laughs> technique yeah. like goes out the window so quickly with Kemper, but pucks right around him. Yep. He just hunts him so well. He sees the puck, he picks it up and he could, it wasn't so much that he thrived in chaos, but he could handle it. Yeah. And he could, he was so big yep. that he could, he a could lot of stuff just hits him. Yeah. A couple of saves where it was like, just throw my body out there and hope they hit it. And they'd hit it a lot. And, but Georgiev, it's, it's, it's like a weird combination of the two. Yeah, I agree. Where he can do things that he can let his, just raw athleticism will make a couple of saves. And you see the push side to side. Yeah. Where he made one push yesterday, where I was like, "Jesus, dude!" Well, he makes he goes the, all yeah. the way across from outside of the post to outside of the yeah. other post. Where you're, like, you're yeah. like most goalies, you're like, "Can he get across in time?" And yeah. with Georgiev, you're like, "He's too far over." Yeah. <laughs> 
Like if a guy just waits him out, he's just gonna dump slide it into off the yeah, yeah. cuts back to the middle there. Yeah, and yeah. and that's you know that's where the, the his athleticism is a change from Kemper and and, and Grubauer because he has that just God given. He can just Athletic do some ability, things yeah. physically that those guys couldn't do. But then you add in he reads the he reads the play pretty well. Yep. yep. He's tracking it. He when he's tracking it, you can see. Because it's it's quiet. Things are hitting boring. him in the chest. Yeah. Well, it's and, the bread basket, right? Like everything's just right. a dead puck. Yep. But he's also big enough that he could make that emergency shoulder save when yeah. a guy goes high yeah. on him and he's already committed. And yep. uh it's it's really he's been just really, really impressive so far. Like yep. An eleven game MVP, yeah. easily still super like, small sample size. You're but. still talking about Georgiev here is like he's been that that yeah. caliber of guy for them, and this is uh, what eight out of the eleven starts he's gotten. Yeah, because Frankie's zero three, and he is six one and one. I think six two. No, it would have to be six one yeah. and one. Yeah, so, so six one and one. Yeah, and his save percentage is going to go up today. So he's going to be in like the 925, 930 range whenever the stats get updated. We'll see. But, I mean, you can't ask for more out of Alexander Georgiev here to yeah. start the year. Yep. Absolute nails here. But yep. We were talking about him on opening night. Like, he gives up two goals on like 17 shots. And we we're like, mm, we'll see. He didn't really have much of a workload. <laughs> since, he, since they've given him plenty of workload, he's responded yep. brilliantly. All right. Well. If you have a large workload in the kitchen, Hassel Cattle Company is the meat for you. <laughs> Go to HasselCattleCompany.com, use code DNVR to get 20% off your order. You can order right now online and get it shipped directly to your door. Their meats are amazing. You genuinely just have to try them. I know we talk about the Wagyu all the time. Their steaks are also really, really good. Their ribeye, mwah, absolutely delicious. You cannot get enough of it. Trust me. You're going to want it. Uh, I, I had AJ, you were the, you were the fan of the uh, steak and eggs. Yeah. Did you get it again today? I did. Fire. What? Still good. Yes. <laughs> DNVR has a brunch menu now. Is this a permanent brunch menu? It, for brunch things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Now we're sticking with brunch. Brenner. Yeah. Is that breakfast for dinner? Yeah. yeah. Trying to stay yeah. hip here, guys. That's not <laughs> It's not even a hip thing, man. That's a Brenner Brenner's been, man, I don't know. It's been around forever? Yeah. It's been a, been around for most All right. All most right. of my adulthood, okay. I'll say. Okay. Are you about it, Blaze? For real, for real? No cap? Yeah, I'm all oh, about geez. it. Put that away. <laughs> For real, for real. <laughs> We're going to get into that space now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no cap. Uh, <laughs> uh, go check them out, HassleCattleCompany.com. Their meats are awesome. Uh, also brought to you by Avaca TV. You can go to evoca.tv slash DNBR to get hooked up today. Do you have trouble finding this game because it was on NHL Network? Avaca TV would have solved that because they have altitude yep. where you can actually watch Avalanche hockey games. Just 25 bucks a month. They also have exclusive access right now to DNVR's Serbia documentary from the Nuggets, who everything everybody says is amazing. Uh, it's it's kind of dope looking at the history of, of basketball in Serbia and how storied of a thing Big it is there. for them. Yeah. yeah. It's a 
big deal. It's a big part of their culture. So highly recommend you go check it out for that. If nothing else, again, avaca.tv slash DNVR to say whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) 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 On God. Uh, Third period. Uh, Drop your favorite Gen Z slang. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is the part of the show where I look at Megan and tell her to gush about Martin Cow. Well, so I wanted to set the stage for what these games meant to him because of the role Columbus played in his season last year. Zach Rinsky injured his shoulder, and that was the last game he played up with the Avalanche for the entirety of that season. That shoulder injury, when he finally healed, he was sent immediately back to the Eagles and would stay there for the rest of the season as a result of what Columbus did to him. And so it was sort of a revenge game for him, but also that shoulder injury gave him trouble with the Eagles at later points in the season too so it wasn't just that for him so I just felt like this was a statement weekend for Martin Cow and his future if if there is one as an NHL player and it just couldn't come at a better time than in this weekend series against the Blue Jackets <laughs> would you say that Martin Cow's game today was bussin <laughs> no <laughs> did it slap <laughs> It was bussin' <laughs> and it slapped. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it is a great point that, uh, and I think a lot of people do feel like this is probably one of Cout's last chances to really do this with Colorado. Um, through the start of this call-up, I think there were some good things. If you looked for it, you could find things you liked in Cout's game. These last two games, it's been genuinely good. It's been obvious. Yeah. You haven't had to work to... Yeah. <laughs> but you're also not... What's the big difference in the last two games? He it's gets not, more ice time with better players. You're, you're not Revenge. looking at four shifts. <laughs> you're not looking yeah. at four shifts. You get and nine minutes and then what's good 14 here. minutes is you're what it ended up You're being, looking but. at 10, 12 shifts where... That's so different. Yeah. You know, you're giving a guy triple the opportunity. A whole lot here. more to create a body of work with. Yeah. yeah. And be like, okay, well, what's he doing shift by shift? If you have four of those things, what does any any guy do? You, you can isolate four shifts from a bunch of different guys and be like, well, not a lot happened here. Yeah. Boy, I'm really, I'm really like working hard to pull a good, a, a good or a bad out of this. But when you give a guy, you, know, you give, a, you give a guy some opportunity, like. He does something with it. Putting him on the putting him on the PK might have been, legitimately, might be the thing that we look back and say saved Martin Kaut's opportunity yeah. in Colorado. If yep. this continues, if he makes, if he continues to stay on the team, and he proves worthwhile, and blah 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 blah, you look at that opportunity, that one decision to put him on the PK to give him just that extra little opportunity to do something, because that's where he separated yesterday. Yep. And well, then he almost scored the goal early in the third. Yep. And he may not have gotten that shift in the third to start without the third. Without the good shift without on the Without the PK yeah, yeah. shift. Yep, yep. And then all of today, he puts him with some guys that have been playing pretty good hockey, a little more offensively oriented players that can actually do something in that zone, not JT Confer and Andrew Cogliano, who are struggling to generate chances on, on that side of the puck. You put him there and look at it. Like... He gives you a little something extra. It's just, it's so different. Just 
the opportunity, the decision to just give him that one little extra can make such a difference for a guy like that. And it's two games, you know? But you are also not looking at a body of work where you're like, it's two games, but he was so bad in these other games. And... Because he wasn't. And, there are some bad metrics. Like, before the trip, his course, he was like 36% it was, it or whatever. It was quite bad. Now but it's a lot better. <laughs> he would get he would get four or five shifts in a game. Yep. One of them, they would get stuck in their own yep. end. And his course, on the night, is one for four. Yeah, you go, like, they go, they go, they yeah. give up five shot attempts in that one shift, and the other three shifts, they can't make up for it in that. Yep. It's... And the thing with Cout is... I'm going to set aside the fact that Maltsev is a center for a second. I understand it's a more complicated conversation than I'm about to make it. But as guys start to get healthy, Martin Kaut is battling for a spot against guys like a Dryden Hunt, against a guy like a Mikhail Maltsev. You know, we'll Man. see with Cogliano's injury that might open up some more space. But Dryden Hunt. He played better than all those guys. <laughs> right. Exactly. And You want to talk about a guy that's done nothing. Yep. Dryden Hunt has not justified his claim in it's, any way, shape, or form. It, Donut holes everywhere. It's just, just bad. It, it's very... It's like six minutes and zeros. Yeah. It's weird, right? Because I do think he fits the Logan O'Connor mold, the guy that Bednar you know likes because he runs around with his hair on fire and runs into stuff, yeah. even if the actual impact there is, well, he's a half second late to every puck, so he's not doing anything. Um, But... With games like this, this is how Kaut eliminates the possibility for Bednar to say, well, at least I know what I'm getting out of that guy. Because a game like this is just better than that for Martin Kaut. So, is two games enough to cement him into the lineup indefinitely? Absolutely not. No, but no it's, way, it's a great step yeah. towards getting there. Well, and it's this is the game that should give him... We should be a no doubt he gets nine or ten minutes against yeah. Nashville. And look, if it goes really poorly, then all bets are off moving forward. <laughs> but this is kind of this is the best position that he's been in since that initial nine game trial. Agreed. And we didn't bring it up yet, but of course he's our king of the game. Uh, yep. And or, look, this was we voted on this one. Yep. Normally, one of us just decides the king of the game. Yep. And we all just kind of agree, but we decided on this one. McCarr had three assists. McKinnon had three assists. Devontae's had a goal and an assist. Those guys will all be king of the game later on in the year. <laughs> yeah. This might be our one chance let, to give it to Martin Let Cout. Cout be the drip god for one night, all right? Oh, real quick. No, drip poll. daddy. <laughs> drip daddy. <laughs> I did a poll yeah. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Cout wasn't today. 97% said yes. 3% said no. Those 3%. Oh. Those are the boomers in our chat. Confirmed. <laughs> he didn't get in a fight. That's, that, yeah, I didn't, Technically, I didn't. McDermott did, but we didn't still we still didn't see one. <laughs> that was Come a lot on. of clutch and grabbing. Yeah, there. it was a lot of aggressive hugging. Yeah, jab, jab, those jab, jabs jab, still hurt, jab, but jab. Not not real punches thrown in that. Weird fight. fight. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I boring. Levi seemed calm, but McDermott seemed mad. Whatever he was saying to McDermott After was the making fight, him too. so upset. After he was the probably fight, saying McDermott it in French, and McDermott got mad because he doesn't speak it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, I know you're talking shit about somebody I know. Let's fight. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a weird to see some... The Avs are up 4-1 at the time. It's like... What happened? Yeah. And it 
I don't yeah. know that McDermott instigated the fight necessarily. Let's, let's but engage in a thing that, in theory, fires up the other Right, team. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Was it about the uh, upending in the other zone? Because that happened, like, right before it. Was it McKinnon got upended in the, I, dude, the I, offensive I, zone? I'd honestly have to go back and watch. I but think it I was really, McKinnon got upended I really behind the net. did not... It, See anything? Like, and it was like the next shift. So. Well, it's in the neutral zone, and McDermott comes by and bumps. I don't. I don't know if it was to share or who it was, but um, and he just bumps him a little bit, and then Olivier just comes flying in. <laughs> and, like I don't understand why, huh. but yeah, like I understand the Mac hit, but it like McDermott gave a guy a little bump, and it was Olivier who like jumped on McDermott yeah. for it. And then yeah. McDermott was like, well, if that's how you're going to be, we're going. <laughs> but Olivier wanted a mustache ride. He, he kind of got one. <laughs> All you, big dog. Yeah, the Avs win percentage with porn bots is very, very high. True. The last loss that I remember was a, pre, it was a preseason game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the last real game that they lost with porn bots. I'll start making a... A counter. <laughs> Great. Perfect. These these are real advanced statistics. That's right. <laughs> Porn bot win percentages. We should have. We really should have like a block of superstition stats. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, superstition stats. <laughs> Cogliano got the puck in a dangerous area, and everybody looked at Megan like, "Is this really about to happen?" Uh, we didn't get any super chats on the post game show. I did forget about a couple on the pregame show. Just wanted to shout out our guy David from the East Coast who came out for yesterday's game. One uh, of our Connecticut fans. Yeah, we have like a like a weird contingent, like a weird contingent of uh, yeah, Connecticut, the Connecticut homies. Hmm. My dad grew up in New Haven, so shout out Connecticut. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, anyway, any uh, any final thoughts? Nope. Oh, man, that's the best game of the year. Yeah, it was great. After going into Finland where you had to sit on two bad losses for five days. The, the Islanders won, yeah. especially. You blow a three-goal yep. lead, and it goes the way that it goes where you look awful yep. doing it. Now you get the opposite. Now you get four days off for the yeah. Avs where they looked unbelievably good in this game, and you get to ride high. Yeah. Yeah. That really mad guy that was tweeting at me after every Columbus goal yesterday, <laughs> I have not heard from since the third Columbus goal yesterday. It's been 24 hours. Yeah. It's amazing those guys Time to report him missing. Amazing. Anyway. Yeah, Dallas. I think Dallas is for real. I think that's going to be my one. I went out on a limb for a team in the preseason. And ended up yeah, right. About it's looking. Them. Dallas looks genuinely good. Sounds I'm, just like my Buffalo bet. I don't think St. Louis is as bad as they've looked, but it's going to be tough for them to uh, get back Buffalo to relevance. Was like, I wanted an excuse, but I kept looking at you their goalie. Yeah, it's too like, hard. It's too hard. I just don't think they also, can hold also, up. Also, Buffalo has done the have a good October thing That's before. That's 100%. This is the year. This is the year. my words. I think what's different about the them is you look at their roster and, you, and you're like, That's a good NHL player. That's yes. a good NHL player. That's They're a good young. NHL they don't player. know any better. And it's not like Zemgis Gergensen's <laughs> having a 13 point month where you're yeah. like, You had 13 points last year. <laughs> What's happening? All right. Time to end the show for real, for real. Uh, we're doing another show. <laughs> this, was, this, this was the worst bit. We're doing another show tomorrow AF. 
Best so, meme uh, ever. No calf. Be sure to tune no in. Calf. I will not be on the show if the shit continues. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it bussing this weekend. We love you all. We'll see you on the next one. I'm going to murder him. 